You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Church Talk with Isaac. Uh, I am your host, Isaac Watson, and I always want to begin my episodes by thanking all of my listeners uh, for taking the time to listen to this podcast. We've been we've been going on now for a little while and I have so many faithful listeners uh, all around the world, and I just want to show my appreciation to you. Um, I actually looked at our uh, statistics, and one of the things that I have re- that I realized that I didn't is that I actually passed ten thousand downloads, which is very good. It's really good. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Maybe I'll post something about it uh, later on, but. Uh, I have, because of you all, I've reached 10,000 downloads. Let's make that 20. Let's go ahead and just uh, make sure that uh, we are continuing to spread the word about this platform and all of the, the, the revelation, the insight, the conversations that flow through it. And let's push that 10 to 20 and let's do it in half the time. Can y'all help me do that? Hopefully you can. Um, So let me one of the ways you can do that is actually by taking a moment now and rating Church Talk with Isaac, writing a review, letting others know how to find this platform uh, and uh, doing that. When you when you rate it and when you uh, write a review, you make this platform more visible. So when people type things in such as uh, Christian podcasting or a kingdom or prophetic or uh, a Bible or biblical or whatever they're looking for, um, Church Talk with Isaac will be one of the ones that pops up. So we want you all to make sure that you are uh, continuing to support by doing just that. And again, I always appreciate it. Thank you so very much. All right, let me go ahead. I want to jump into today's uh, topic, this week's topic. And uh, it's a topic actually that I absolutely love, although I have not actually uh, have done many podcast episodes on it, um, but I actually love teaching about it. And I want to today uh, because I know that this is a topic that many people have questions about, uh, both in in Christian leadership as well as those within Um, the congregations or those who are within the church that may not necessarily serve in leadership capacities. And I want to talk about apostleship. I want to talk about what an apostle actually is uh, versus what is not an apostle. And I don't necessarily intend for this episode to be an exhaustive episode, but I do want to give you um, a few things to look at because of all of the titles, especially in the in the background that I come from, which is a background, a Christian background that believes in the in 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 apostles and prophets and evangelists, pastors, teachers, the gifts of the Spirit, um, the fruit of the Spirit, the working of the Holy Spirit, miracles, healing, all of those great things within the church. Um, apostles is something someone being called an apostle is not uncommon. Um, but if you ask the average person that calls someone an apostle, what is an apostle and what makes this person an apostle, many of them probably could not tell you. So what I want to do is I want to give you just a little direction, a little language, because this 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 uh, I'm going to call it a title. This title is one that is used 
often, uh, but it's also probably one of the most misunderstood names or titles used within the church. Let me look at Galatians chapter one, and I want to I want to read something that Paul actually said to the Galatian church. I'm going to read Galatians chapter one. I'm going to read verse one, and then I'm going to jump down to verse 15, and I'm going to read verses 15 and 16. All right. So verse one of Galatians one says this, Paul, an apostle, not from men, nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. Verse 15. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. All right. I wanted to start here because Paul actually reveals something that I believe is extremely significant when we're dealing with this particular topic. And one of the things that Paul opens up and says is that I'm an apostle, but my apostleship did not come from men, nor did it come through man. So in other words, nobody made me an apostle. Nobody placed their hands on me and made me something that I was not made me an apostle, nor did my apostleship come through anyone come through man, but it came through Jesus Christ and God, the father who raised him from the dead. So one of the first things that I want to say about this particular gift, and actually this can be said about all of the gifts found in Ephesians 4:11, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And it's this, no one can become an apostle. Paul said that my apostleship did not come from man or through man, but through Jesus Christ and through God, the father. So what we have to understand is that apostleship is not something that you can be appointed into. And one of the, I believe, uh, wrong doctrines, I was trying to find a better way to say it, but one of one of I believe the wrong doctrines concerning apostleship is that you can actually be elevated to this particular office or to this particular grace, gift or position. But the fact of the matter is that Paul said, look, my apostleship did not come through man, nor did it come from man. It came directly through Jesus Christ and through God who raised him from the dead. So it's not an appointment. Now, for some of you who would say, well, what about Matthias? What about the uh, the man, the disciple that replaced Judas uh, and became one of the 12 in his replacement in Acts chapter one? Um, If you say that apostles cannot be chosen, then what about this man? Okay, well, let's look at it. Acts chapter one, verse 20, it says this, for it is written in the book of Psalms, let him, let his, excuse me, let his dwelling place be desolate and let no one live in it and let another take his office. Speaking about uh, Judas, verse 21, therefore of these men who have accompanied us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John to that day uh, when he was taken up from us. One of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. And they proposed to Joseph called Barsabas, uh, who was surnamed Justice and Matthias. And they prayed and said, you, O Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which of these two you've chosen to take part in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. And they cast their lots and the, and the lot fell on Matthias and he was numbered with the 11 apostles. All right, let me, let me say this. The 12 were not the only apostles that followed Jesus. 
Jesus sent out 12 and then Jesus sent out 70 in the same way that he sent out 12. Now, one of the things that we have to understand about the 12 apostles um, that walked with Jesus is that these apostles were a different category of apostles. These apostles were called the apostles of the lamb. These were the ones that were chosen to represent um, for one, 12 is the number of Israel. It is a number of government. It is the number that God has chosen to represent his holy people, um, Israel in the old covenant. So because Israel found, was founded upon 12 tribes, it was only appropriate that the church, the heavenly Jerusalem, um, the, the, the true Israel of God should also be represented by 12 apostles or 12 men who would actually judge the 12 tribes of Israel. So the so so the so the 12 apostles were the apostles of the lamb. They were only there were only supposed to be 12 apostles and there had to be 12 apostles that completed um that particular foundation, the foundation of the new covenant uh Israel of God, which is the church. So Matthias so Matthias had to replace Judas Otherwise, that number would be incomplete. Now, this is what I want to say. I believe that when uh, uh, when the apostles were dealing with the seat of Judas being filled, they had to fill his seat of being one of the 12 that would judge the apostles. Excuse me. One of the 12 that would that would judge um, the 12 tribes of Israel. That seat, that bishopric, that office had to be filled. So it wasn't necessarily saying that Matthias was not an apostle before they selected him. It was simply saying that he had to be selected to become one of the apostles of the Lamb, which was an exclusive company of apostles that was made up of the 12 men that Jesus selected, which is why the, some of the requirements for that seat being filled was that they had to be people that were with the apostles uh, from the time of Jesus's baptism. They had to be with him from the beginning so that they could be witnesses of him, of his resurrection. There were certain requirements for that seat to be filled. I believe that apostleship is not something that you can be elected into. Now, now that those 12 apostles uh, has uh, have have uh, have laid that new foundation, um, there's no more need for apostles of the lamb. Now, every other apostle after the 12 apostles of the lamb, we are all apostles of the church. We are all now apostles of Jesus Christ beginning uh, with Paul, beginning with Barnabas and all of those that followed um, afterwards. Now, I've, I've heard some people say that uh, it really should have been the Apostle Paul that should have replaced Judas, which is why God called him an apostle born out of due time or rather Paul called himself an apostle born out of due time in first Corinthians chapter 15. Um, but he could not have been named among uh, the other 11 apostles because quite frankly, he did not meet the requirements. He didn't get saved until after Jesus had already been crucified, had already resurrected and had an encounter with him on the road to Damascus. So in order for Paul to have been named as one of the apostles of the lamb, he would have had to have been with Jesus from the time of his baptism. So he just did not meet the requirement. But however, he was an apostle and God called him to be an apostle. Now, I said all of that. That was a that was a whole mouthful, y'all. Let me get back on topic. <laughs> I just gave y'all a whole history lesson on the election of apostleship or 
or the 12. But let me let me get back on topic. I said all that to say that apostleship is not something that you can be appointed into. Paul made it very clear in Galatians chapter one, verse 15, that let me read it again. When it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles. Paul made it very clear that his apostleship was an appointment that God appointed him and separated him from his mother's womb to walk in. Now, very similar to what God said to Jeremiah before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and I ordained you to be a prophet. That was speaking of the calling of the prophet. Now, when we're dealing with apostleship, we see that Paul says almost the exact same thing or a very similar thing that we hear Jeremiah say. Paul says that when it pleased God who separated him from his mother's womb and called him through his grace to reveal his son in him. So this is what we find out. You can't become an apostle. Paul said it's not from man. What he what he what he says is that this is something that he was actually born as because God separated him from his mother's womb to actually walk in this level of apostleship. So before he was even saved, hear me, before Paul was even saved, God separated him to be an apostle. When we're dealing with these ascension gifts, these are not gifts that um, that manifest at salvation or, or let me say like this. These are not gifts that you step into or that you become the moment you get saved. These are gifts that you are actually born as whether or not you're saved. You can you're, you're, you're you can be a prophet if you're called to that. Whether or not you're saved, you can be an apostle. Now, um, when you get saved, you come into the fullness of these gifts, the fullness of these graces. And you're able to fully manifest who God has called you to be, which is why you cannot be saved and still be um, a prophetic. You can still prophesy. You can still have dreams. You can still manifest many of the of the of of the characteristics of what it means. If you're an evangelist, you can you can still be drawn to people. You can still be a proclaimer of truth. You can still be a lover of justice and righteousness and all of these great things uh, and not be saved. But when you get saved, when you give your life to God, you become enlightened to who God has called you to be. Your gifts become awakened and your spirit, which is what's born again, it becomes regenerated. So now who you've called to who you're called to be as an apostle, if you're called to that as a prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, whatever you're called to, um, who you who you're called to be is awakened and uh, you're able to walk in the full manifestation of it because the light bulb actually comes on in your inner man. All right. So Paul was saying that as an apostle, no one placed that on him, but he actually was born as one. And then he said this. He said this. He said that um, he said that he was separated from his mother's womb and called through the grace of, of God, or through the grace of Jesus to reveal his son in me to reveal his son in me. So in other words, God separated him so that Jesus could be revealed in him that he might preach him among the Gentiles. This is what we have to understand about apostleship because you're not made one. You're born as one. You may not necessarily come into the knowledge of this uh, calling until later in life, because oftentimes many of the gifts that God has given you are to be revealed to you over a period of time. So it's not that you become it. It just may be revealed to you at an appointed time. Paul said that that at, a, at the appointed time 
that God revealed his son in him that he might preach him among the Gentiles. It doesn't say that he revealed his son to him. He says that he revealed his son in him. The revelation of Jesus Christ, the revelation of who Paul is called to be in Christ was revealed to him through a period of time. So apostleship is not an appointment. It's actually a revelation. This calling is something that is revealed to the individual that's called to manifest this calling over time. Paul, when he got saved, let me tell you, Paul, when he got saved, he made up, he might, he may not have had the revelation right away that he was called to be an apostle. If you look at Acts chapter 13, one of the things that we see is that Paul operated as a teacher in Antioch. He, he was a teacher. Barnabas and Paul, they were a team. Barnabas was a prophet. Paul was a teacher. And then what we find in Acts 13 is that the Holy Spirit, when it when it when it came uh, uh, time for Paul to be separated, the scriptures say that the Holy Spirit revealed that he was to begin his apostolic career. Now, this is what I believe. I believe that Paul was always an apostle, but the timing of his calling had to be revealed. This is why this is important for you all to understand. Just because you have potential doesn't mean that it's ready to be revealed. Can I say that again? Just because you have potential, it doesn't mean that it's ready to be revealed. This is why all potential first needs cultivation and cultivation requires time. So although you may be a gift to the world, a gift to the church or whatever the case may be, knowing that you, you may be that gift is not enough. I've seen so many people move out of timing, out of sync prematurely, and then ultimately they find themselves never manifesting their full potential because their foundation was not stable. Just because you have potential, it doesn't mean it's ready to be revealed. Potential needs cultivation and cultivation requires you to submit to the process of time. All right. Now, what is an apostle? And I'm almost done. <laughs> an apostle is not someone who graduates from being a pastor. An apostle is not necessarily someone who oversees other churches. Hear me. That's what you call an elder or a bishop, an overseer. All right. An apostle, and, and just because you are an elder or a bishop, it doesn't mean that you are an apostle. A bishop is something or an elder, which are interchangeable. That's something that you can actually uh, qualify to become based upon your character, based upon your leadership capacity and abilities, your stewardship, your relatability, um, your fruit, uh, your disciplines, your knowledge, your word life. You can qualify to become a bishop or an elder and you don't have to be a fivefold ministry gift to be one. All right. So that whole an apostle is a is is a bishop or an elder and an elder and a bishop is an apostle. Listen, you can be one and not necessarily be the other. All right. An apostle is not a graduation. An apostle is not an elevation because hear me. I believe that although the Apostle Paul in Acts 13 was operating primarily as a teacher in that particular season, I believe he was always still an apostle. I just believe that his apostleship was revealed to him or the timing of him to walk in the fullness of his apostleship 
was revealed at a later time to everything. There is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. So, again, it's not an elevation. He was not elevated from teacher to apostle. No, because even when he started walking in the fullness of his apostleship, he was still a teacher by grace, by gift. Let me tell you what an apostle is. An apostle is God's official enculturator. It is God's enculturator. Apostles are called and gifted. Let me tell you what that means. They're called and gifted to create this, um, the stabilization of heavens or let me say like this, the stabilization of the kingdom's culture within our world. They're called to normalize heaven's reality within our reality. All right. I'm not. And, and, and that looks like societally. That looks like socially. That looks like uh, uh, economically. That looks like ultimately within people. All right. So apostles, this is why it's important that apostles uh, are at the foundation of the church. Uh, Ephesians chapter two, verse 20. Uh, and the, the church being built upon the foundation of the of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ being their chief cornerstone. Apostles have to be at the foundation of the church. Otherwise, this is what will happen. Even when the church is charismatic, even when the church is supernatural. If the church does not become apostolic because they're not the same, the church will not have an impact outside of the church. All right. The apostolic or the influence of apostles is what expands the mission of God in a region. It's what makes <laughs> apostles and the apostolic is what makes the church unreligious. It's not a title of elevation. It's actually a function that gives people the revelation of their influence outside of the church, within the church. But also their influence begins to spill out because the apostolic model is expansive. The role of apostles is to expand the vision of God in a people and in a region so that the church does just just does not be satisfied with influencing itself, herself but that it begins to influence the world uh, around her. So apostles are necessary. And man, listen, I actually got to stop because I'm already at 22 minutes. What I'm going to do actually, because I'm a little stir, I'm going to do a part two to this because I think I just, I just opened something and I'm shutting it early. So what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a part two, but we have to understand uh, many of the things that I said about apostleship, and I'm going to bring language to it later uh, and, and build on top of this. All right. I know I'm not kind of leaving y'all hanging, but, you know, that's just what it is. All right. So listen, I love y'all. Um, oh, before I end, let me also remind all of my listeners that I wrote a new book entitled Misplaced. Uh, Discover your purpose in the prophetic plan of God. Now, would you hear me talking about apostles? Um, I believe that there are many people that are misplaced as apostles, but I also believe that there are many people that are misplaced as prophets. And my book, Misplaced, this first one at least, um, it reveals the misplacement of prophets, the misplacement of prophetic gifts. And there are many people who have questions as far as how do I know if I'm called to be a prophet or if I'm just prophetic. 
Um, and this book actually helps to give language to that. It helps you to, to create a dividing line so that you're actually able to find your place in God's prophetic plan so that you're not operating like a square peg trying to fit inside of a round hole, but that you actually find the placement of God that he has for you. I encourage you to get it from my website, IsaacWatsonMinistries.com, and hopefully you'll be blessed through it. All right, listen, uh, I'm Isaac Watson. Thanks again for listening in to Church Talk with Isaac. I hope that this episode blessed you. I pray that you all have a great week. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking Donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.